ora and welcome to Family, Whānau and Disability, a podcast brought to you by Parent to Parent New Zealand. We are here for the many Kiwi families out there caring for a disabled child or family member. We know the journey caring for a disabled or a neurodiverse child is not an easy or a straightforward one. So this podcast is a place to explore the issues that affect us, to share stories, swap tips and even have a laugh or two. We would love for you to join us each month, so make sure you subscribe. Please also be aware that the views shared are those of the individual and may not represent the views of parent to parent. This podcast is brought to you by Parent to Parent. Please note any views or opinions expressed by the speakers are of the individual speakers themselves and do not necessarily represent parent to parent as an organisation. Welcome to Connect, Inform, Support on Free FM 89.0. Brought to you by Parent to Parent, the not for profit organisation supporting families and whanau of babies, children, teens, and adults with any type of disability or health impairment. Hello, humans. Welcome to Connect, Inform, Support. I am Louise, your host and producer. Today we're going to be talking to Ali Beasley, an author of the book Emilia's Colours, and we're going to be discussing parenting children with disability and the challenges that we face and how we can look after ourselves in that situation. Why are there so many songs about rainbows and what's on the We think we might see 
mentioned in your book about taking some time for yourself so can you tell me a bit more about uh, what, what you do to, to look after your own self yes yes I started doing yoga um, I did restorative yoga which is very very gentle and very very kind and I, I just didn't have cardio I mean I hadn't exercised for years I was really struggling um, emotionally and mm. physically and so I started doing the yoga which meant that you know you were in supported postures with bolsters and mm. blankets over you and beautiful music <laughs> it was like me being looked after really yes. and someone would come and cover me up um, I also do qigong which is a form of tai chi mm. I haven't done it for eight weeks now because we've been traveling and I boy I'm noticing not doing <laughs> self-care I think self-care for everyone is different it could be sitting with a book it could be watching daytime tv it could be catching up with a friend for a coffee but mm. for me i really needed to go inside of myself mm. and actually the yoga represented stretching out the tired strength stressed muscles because yeah. you're having to hold things together and appear to be really calm on the outside to, and to be non-reactive for your child who's mm-hmm. very reactive yeah and i needed to model a, a parent who was in control probably um, and it helped me learn to do proper breathing and breathe from my diaphragm, not from my chest, when I was anxious because Amelia was getting anxious. Mm-hmm. The unpredictability of autism is that you're risk managing the whole time. Mm. So every time I went into yoga, I could tap into the parasympathetic side of my body, which meant I could let go and say, for this hour, everything's fine. She's being looked after let go and Mm. you know recharge your batteries it's important to do that it's important to come back to yourself because if you can't be with yourself in silence then you know you're you're not going to be a good mum and you're going to be a stressed out mum and a reactive mum and all of those things I didn't want for my children I Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the reference point for family so that they could feel they could trust me and that they were in good hands but you know ultimately longer term we have to stay strong and resilient for these children who Mm. are very very dependent on us Mm. and we're carers 24 7 and i think it would be anything similar as if you were looking after someone with alzheimer's they say often carers burn out quicker than the Mm. person they're looking at looking after yeah um, so it's critical. It's not an indulgence. It's actually critical for self-care. People need to to understand that self-care isn't, like you said, it's not an indulgence. It's not a selfish act. It's a mm. very selfless act because it means that you are recharging yourself in order to give back again to the to the person. So I spoke about this in, a, in another podcast to, to Rebecca Armstrong, who's a, a psychologist, and she was saying the same. She's very keen on the whole idea of being gentle with yourself and, yeah. a, and saying, look, you're doing the best you can with the tools that you've got and it, sometimes it doesn't work and that's okay. You know, yeah. forgiving yourself for going wrong as well. As part of it, so yeah. was there um, any advice you would have for for parents who might be listening, who, like you said, may have just received a diagnosis? What would you like to have heard when you first got into all of this? Yeah, 
yeah, really good question, Louise. Um, I don't think there's enough kind of after support for parents walking out of that paediatric mm. room. Mm-hmm. Um, there needs to be, in my opinion, somewhere people can go to share and to get resources, actually. You know, we do have a lo- local branch of Autism New Zealand here, and that's, that's a good place to start, really. Don't overwhelm. Don't go on the don't go on the internet. Really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, there are there are support groups out there. But mm. I would also advise to be really careful when you go to those places because as much as they work for lots of people, also when you're having time away from your child, if they are managing the school setting, it's quite good sometimes to not be thinking about it as well mm. um, because you can overload yourself with the diagnosis and live and breathe autism and. You know, sometimes it's actually just good to think about the recharging. Um, But do reach out and do ask for help. I Mm. think that was something that at the beginning I wasn't particularly good at. We lived in a rural rural community. I'm English. That's not something that's quite so good in our culture, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Um, I'm from England too. I totally understand. (laughs) (laughs) We're not particularly known for um, sharing and being completely open. And I think it's it's about being vulnerable and honest. you know, there's this guy that I've just been looking at. He's oh, He does kind of mentoring and he talks about neurodiversity. And he mentions um, failure, failing and failures. And mm. he's, he, he has ADHD and he's now gone on to do Masters of Ed and Counselling Psychology. And he's, he works with young people who have disability, in mm. inverted commas. And he says that these enterprise-ready solutions to get the best out of us, failure is necessary mm. and it hurts and mm. the knocks we get hurt. Mm. But if you can sit with that and you can feel vulnerable and honest, that's where the transformation comes. For me also, another thing I would say to people is perhaps turn that energy into a positive and maybe go and do something and set something up that makes a difference to other people's lives. I mean, I'm a bit further down the track. My daughter's a teenager, and okay, I won't, I won't lie. It's not, it's not easy right now. In fact, we're in a very difficult position with her with puberty and hormones. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a nightmare with behaviour. But my idea, and I haven't done it yet. My next idea is to set up a social club for children of this age who mm. need to connect with other children. Yeah. They're isolated. They're lonely. And that's the next thing I'm going to do. You know, I think the book is a good go-to for people if they want to pick up my book. I was looking for something like that post-diagnosis, and yeah. there's nothing out there. There was nothing on the library shelves or the, the bookshelves at that point. Mm. It's easily accessible, and it's very honest, and it's very real. Mm. Um, I think people need honesty. Definitely. And they don't want things sugar-coated. We, mm. don't w- we can't relate to the glossy pictures on Instagram. We want to look at real life and how it is for mm-hmm. a lot of parents who feel that their whole world's are dysfunctional Um, and that's the reality we're doing the best we can and like you say be gentle on yourself and try and have a different picture of how your life looks compared to how you how you wanted your life to Mm. look yeah Um, and then you have less disconnect that certainly does come across in the book the initial grief and and the stress and the struggle but the ultimate positivity and the sunshine behind the clouds really does shine through oh, absolutely. So, and it was it was a very much a roller coaster ride of emotions to yes. read the book and but yeah I would definitely recommend reading people reading it to to have someone to they can go oh my goodness that's exactly what's happened to us yeah, oh I can I'm, see light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> yeah yeah I mean Keith my husband was reading to Amelia last night and they were talking about Ina Blyton she loves old oh, books yes. we collect old books 
she said to him, why did Eden Blyton write kids' books? And he says, I don't know really, darling. She must have just loved children, and that's what she did. And then Amelia, this is how it goes, she questions Keith. She says, will Mummy be famous as a writer one day? And Dad says, I really hope so. And then <laughs> Amelia says, will she be on talk shows? And Keith says, maybe, that'll be cool, because I'm doing autism talks already. And Excellent. Amelia then says, will she have to have implants um, in her bottom and on her <laughs> breast? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what the celebrities are doing and I mean it just completely floored us and you know it's when they come out with these amazing things and the words just you know they speak the truth they, they, <laughs> there's no filters and you just think you know what actually I'm so glad I've got you because yeah. you make me laugh from a belly laugh and um, you can transform a very dull day into a hilarious that's exactly moment it. <laughs> well you have to hold on to those moments don't we yes. and um, feed off them actually for sure because, uh, yeah, they, they are transformative. Yes, and, and, and speaking as, as a neurotypical person and a, and a parent of neurotypical children, I've made a lot of friends on the spectrum, which is what got me into this job that I'm in now. Yeah. And I have learned so much about just myself, about life, about just embracing the weird yeah. through, through my Aspie friends. And, and I yeah. thoroughly love having them as part of my life. And I encourage my kids to, to embrace the weird alongside their Aspie friends. Oh, <laughs> absolutely agree with you. And, and same, same in my life too. I would, I would so agree with that comment. And, and actually just always keep an open mind about yep. what you're seeing and what, you, what you're interpreting and what you're assuming because you're often so wrong out there. Absolutely. And um, the mm. people who, yeah, you're right, you need that colour, you need that spectrum and um, bring it on, I say. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> totally. Embrace the weird. That's my new family motto, I think. <laughs> well thank you so much for talking to us today Ali I really appreciate it and I encourage everyone to go out and read your book yep. well, my website's probably the easiest yep. um, which is www.alibeasley.com um, and, and actually if people want to start up dialogue with me sure. I am doing blogs I've just been very remiss and very <laughs> caught up in family life recently oh it's um, understandable you know, I, I actually have joined a lot of private Facebook groups mm. and actually back to what you would recommend mm. new mums of new diagnosis. Yeah. Have a look. And there are a lot of private groups out there, which means you don't have to leave your home and you can have lots of very specific conversations yes. all yeah. about specific developmental issues that you're dealing with right there and then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm finding that a great source of strength, actually. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm. And yeah. we will um, put a link to your website and on the show notes as well so that people can have a look at that through the Parent to Parent website. So Wonderful. We'll there. All right, Thank, Thank you very so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
again humans this is Louise your host and producer so this is the final program in the two parts with Ali Beasley the author of Amelia's Colours and I do recommend that you go and have a look at that book of hers it's a lovely story just including all the highs and the lows of what it's like when you first find out your child has been diagnosed with a, a disability specifically autism in Amelia's case and I, I really appreciate the way Ali is so open and honest with the, the negative feelings that she experienced because as I said during the interview a lot of parents feel like they can't express these negative feelings because they'll be judged as being a bad parent or abusive or all such stuff and at the end of the day we're all human and I remember a friend of mine telling me just after they had twin boys we were discussing the, the highs and lows of parenting as you do and he said everyone tells you about the good stuff and they tell you about how much you'll love them and how amazing you'll feel about being a parent they also tell you some of the bad stuff about how it's tiring and frustrating and he said but they never tell you how angry your children make you and I think that's something that we avoid talking about because we're afraid of being judged and I think being open and honest about the negative feelings we have around our children be they neurotypical, neurodiverse, special needs, whatever. I think acknowledging that sometimes we do feel angry and we feel frustrated and we feel disappointed. And as long as we can acknowledge that to ourselves, allow it to, to exist as an emotion that's, that's valid, but not act on it, obviously. I think it's important for all parents to understand that it's not all sweetness and light all the time. It is hard. And especially those people with special needs children there's extra pressures and extra judgment extra needs and we all need each other in society we all need to look after each other we all need to be sure that our children have got a good support network around them when we're not around anymore so raising your kids to understand that normal human emotions are all part of life and it's how we express them and how we deal with them that really matters I think that would really help parents to relax a little about their own feelings and their own worries about whether they're being a good parent or not if we just said hey look yeah sometimes I get really angry at my kid and I felt really frustrated but I just take a deep breath I put myself in time out or whatever and we all need to just be honest with each other and say hey look we all feel like that you're not alone and I think that would help a lot of people who are really struggling to know that they're not being judged, they're not being looked down upon. We're all we're all feeling similar struggles, and all our struggles are valid. 
So if you want to go and have a look at um, Ali Beasley's book and her website, we will put the link in the show notes for um, last week's programme and for this week's programme. So it'll be there and you'll go and have a look at what she's doing. I think she's also available on Facebook if you want to connect up with her. And if you are sort of looking for um, a support parent, someone to talk to, if you're feeling like you're you're all alone in the world and, you're, and there's no one else out there with a kid like yours, if you get in touch with Parent to Parent, we do have a great network of support parents that we might be able to put you in touch with. And they can give you a phone call and, and just check in and just let you know that you aren't alone, that there are other people like you out there and that they've done it and they've they've survived the process. So feel free to go to the Parent to Parent website, parenttoparent.org.nz and make a request for a support parent and we'll be in touch. Things are going to be changing a little for the Connect Inform Support podcast now. We will be working from a new studio and hopefully creating longer programmes with more interesting content for you to wrap your ears around and hopefully some more relevant up-to-date content. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Free FM 89.0 for all the help and support they've given to Parent to Parent in launching this podcast. They've taught me a great deal about the technical production of a programme, along with the logistics of scheduling interviews via phone and in the studio, and they've been vital in getting Connect Inform support off the ground. And for that, we are extremely grateful. I couldn't have done it without them. They've been absolute gems. Beginning around September this year, the new podcast will be hosted exclusively on the Parent to Parent website and we'll be working with the WinTech Media and Performing Arts Department to bring you a new show with modern, relevant and interesting to all listeners, both inside and outside the disability community. Our hope is to create a podcast that will connect people with lived experience, inform people with well-researched and science-based information and support families and whanau of people with disabilities to enable everyone to live their best lives and feel part of an inclusive community within Aotearoa New Zealand. We will also be sending out a questionnaire via our social media to find out who's listening to the podcast and what you would like to hear more or less of on the podcast programmes. And if you have a story to tell or if you have music that you would like to share, that you create music, please do contact me. My address will be in the show notes or you can look me up on the Parent to Parent website. So I really want to make this podcast Um, a great national resource, even maybe international resource going forward to unite the disability community and the people outside the disability communities to provide that link between services and support and the people who need those services and support and businesses who want to make sure that they are being inclusive of people with disabilities. I want to be able to be the first, we want to be the first port of call if someone gets a diagnosis for their child or for a family member or even for themselves to come to parent to parent for high quality useful practical information on how on what to do next so the idea would be that you say you're in the paediatrician's office the paediatrician says to you okay your child has this thing going on and here's the information of the people you can call to get some detailed information and some strategies on how you can manage your home life now we really want to be that that link between the parents and the families and the people who provide supports and services and we also want to be able to be sure that we are amplifying the voices of the parents and the families in the disability community to make sure that their needs 
and their wants are heard and our people are listened to in all matters of social development and infrastructure and support services and funding and things like that. So please do support Parent to Parent. You can always donate or become a member, I believe. Have a look on the website, parenttoparent.org.nz. Do share us, do share us with your friends. We're on, we're on social media, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. So do um, link us to your friends who might be interested. If you know anyone who's, who's struggling with any kind of disability or a new diagnosis, do put them in touch with us. We can always um, send them some information or have a chat with them. So I look forward to chatting to you all in a, in a month or so once we get the new programme up and running. We're hoping to talk to a few more people in the disability sector who are involved in the Enabling Good Lives system and the system transformation. And we are also going to be looking at a few hot topics, things like the plastic straw ban debate and how that affects people in the disability community. So we've got a few things coming up soon. So do listen out for us. We will be updating the website and post, posting out on social media whenever there is a new podcast episode. But they will only be going out uh, probably once or twice a month. So we're going to be recording a whole heap of interviews in one go. And then we're going to be producing um, one or two programmes that will be put onto the website when they're finished. So listen to us, um, share us, uh, talk about us, let people know who we are and let's help New Zealand become a, a more inclusive and more accepting place for people within the disability sector and beyond. Connect, inform, support. Join us next week on Free FM 89.0 for support and information from parent to parent. The programme can be downloaded as a podcast and of course you can get more information on our website parenttoparent.org.nz. This has been Family, Whānau and Disability from Parent to Parent. I have been your host, Johanna. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that you'll join us again soon.